Awesome. How'd the interview go? Oh, it was excellent. Thank you. I just you guys were having a good time? We did, and it was <laughs> wonderful to learn so much about Kyle and his awesome mother, Suzanne. Awesome. Excited to get some questions for you and Suzanne. Okay. Talked a little Talk bit about the Grizzlies and the NBA before you before you jumped on. Oh, okay. Here we go. It's our it's our uh, our newest courtside mom, Suzanne. Welcome, Suzanne, everybody. Thank you for coming on, Suzanne. It was a great episode. I enjoyed it myself. I was in production. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, we got the first question. It's from Rob. He's a big Memphis fan, so. Hello. Hi, Rob. So I just wanted to say, as a Grizzlies fan, I love Kyle Anderson. You know, he's been a great player for us. But my question is, you know, when he made the move to Memphis, kind of what was your involvement in that decision-making and helping him? come to the Grizzlies? I think Kyle wanted a team where he could um, develop into the player that he is today, um, this season going. And I do believe that Memphis offered that to him. You know, it's one thing to go to an established team and, you know, fight for minutes. And it's another thing to go to a team that's developing. And I just, I just felt immediately that it was the right fit for him. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Up. Okay, so we'll get Drew up next. Hey, Suzanne. Um, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, I actually talked to Kyle yesterday um, in a different interview, and he sort of talked about how fulfilling it is to finally find his fit in Memphis and um, also be a new dad and also finally feel healthy since his second season. Have you seen his mood uh, increase and just how happy he's been, you know, uh, this season uh, opposed to maybe seasons in the past? Oh, yes, definitely. I could definitely tell when he probably um, started feeling uncomfortable about his shot. And he probably let it go on a little bit longer. Um, I won't say out of fear, but just because he did not want to address it. And when we finally decided, you know, enough is enough, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And then we're going to up, we opted for the surgery. Um, as I mentioned in the interview before, you know, we weren't really sure like this, is this the end of a season or, you know, what, what's going to happen here? As he went through rehab in LA and was able to come back when the team started practice, I, I definitely noticed the difference, but this summer he worked really, really hard on his shot and he worked, he worked really hard on his physical strength. And I think now he's, he's probably at, I would say 90%. What's it like uh, seeing him be a, a new dad? What has that been like for you? It's, it's funny. <laughs> Cam has a lot of his personalities at 13 months. Um, you know, he loves basketball. He's watching his dad all the time. His arms are flailing when Kyle's playing. Um, I, I think he feels that energy. I think Kyle is, um, you know, he's excited that, that Cam is a baller, but I think of course, because he's my son, he's, you know, he's a great dad. He has a great dad and now he's a great dad. He, he also mentioned at first that, when he got tra- when he was on the Spurs, 
he didn't necessarily like visiting Memphis and he didn't know what to think of the city. And then he said Rudy Gay was actually the one who convinced him you're going to love it. And now he likes it so much. Are you happy that he's, you know, found a city where he feels like he fits in? Yes. Memphis is a great city. I mean, of course, like every other city, you know, it has its problems, but it's, it's truly a great city. Every time I go there and I bring my friends from New Jersey and New York, they fall in love with Memphis. Um, and, and they never went to a basketball game. You know, it's, it's truly a great city. He's very comfortable there. We love Coach Taylor. Um, the organization is 100% behind the team. I love the chemistry of the team. You know, it's, it's a great fit for Kyle. Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Drew. We appreciate the questions. Um, whoever has a question, just request to speak. I know Kyle's got a question, so I'll let him up. Hi, uh, Suzanne. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do this. Thank um, you. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been a big, uh, big fan of Kyle uh, for a long time. I remember uh, when he was with the, the Spurs uh, Summer League team, he won the Summer League MVP. So it's really great seeing him on Memphis uh, be uh, su- such an important player for them. Uh, my question to you is, um, aside from basketball, like Kyle's accomplished so much in his career, uh, as a mother, what's uh, your most uh, fond um, memory and moment of, uh, like, what's your proudest moment as a mom for Kyle? Um, his high school game, St. Anthony's versus St. Patrick's. Um, it was the mythical national championship, and St. Pat's was number one, and St. Anthony's was number two. And we were in the car driving to school. And Kyle said, this is my shoulda, woulda, coulda game. I'm going to win this game. And he literally willed himself to win. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to answer my question. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Um, I know that uh, a lot of people here um, might not have heard or weren't in the interview specifically, but I want to ask you specifically, when you went to China, how was it for you? I know you spoke a lot about an interview. It was uh, it was it was really welcome for Kyle. How did it... I felt like I answered questions that needed to be answered in my life. I felt that um, I knew that I was a Chinese Jamaican, but I couldn't really detail anything else about where my family was from or how I was related or anything like that. And it's funny because, you know, you grow up in a, in a city like New York where everyone is from a different ethnicity, nationality, race. And then you go to another city like San Antonio and you don't see that. So it kind of, um, it kind of lit a fire in me that I needed to resolve this. And I, the most important thing for me was to show my mom a picture of my dad and say, you know, like, this is my grandfather, this is your father. And that's really, really what I wanted to accomplish. And again, I was just, I could not express how emotional and overwhelming it was to be sitting in the house where my grandfather was born, someone that, you know, like I had never met and had been looking for for four or five years. It, it was just, it was just a wonderful experience. Nice. I mean, I, I, I'm Chinese, so I, uh, I can imagine how how uh, how special that was, and indulging in the culture, which I enjoy as well. Yes. Um, yes. So I have a question in chat from Drew. He said he forgot. Um, do you remember when his nickname Slow Mo stuck? When he was about ten, we had played a team in Dallas, and um, you know the players on the other team were like 
he's so slow, not in a negative fashion because he was scoring, of course, but he's so slow. He's so slow, slow mo. And it kind of, um, it went through his AAU um, seasons and then into high school. It was slow mo. And now we kind of embrace it. So there you got you got the story there, Drew. Um, slow mo is a good nickname. I don't know. I, my people might think it's bad, but I like it. I like it. It's I like cool. it too. And I'm from a generation where slow motion is good, so I don't understand why people wouldn't like it. But. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Okay, we'll get Hunter up next. Hunter's a a Grizzlies fan as well. He's a little shy though. What's going on, Hunter? Um, thanks for uh for coming on. Suzanne. Thank you. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, how he made the transition from point guard to you know wing and like obviously like slow mo. That's not or you know something you'd imagine a point guard, you know? Oh, uh, is he a wing? Is he a wing today? Cause I'm never really sure. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't see too many exactly, players play exactly. as many positions as him. Like sometimes I go to the game and I'm like, I wonder what position he's yeah, playing. Exactly. <laughs> um, Kyle grew up, of course, you know, during the Michael John, Michael, I'm sorry, through the magic um, Johnson era. And it was one of the reasons why he wanted to go to UCLA. So, you know, of course, Magic was a tall point guard, and Kyle's dad always made him play up. He had to play sometimes um, teams that were four or five years older than him, and he was the smallest one on the court. So he's nat- he was naturally the point guard, and he got guard skills from that. So I think for Kyle, like, he can transition to anything. You know, if I'm the three today, I'll be the four tomorrow. He's not a great power forward. He tries, but, you know, he's not really built for that, but he can handle the ball. And I think that's the new NBA player. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thanks for asking a question, Hunter. Uh, Kurt's got a question. Thank you, Scott. Um, Thank you, Wendy, Suzanne. Suzanne, my first, my first question for you is what do you think um, like just how grateful is, is Kyle to be able to play for a legend like Bob Hurley and Greg Popovich? So many players <laughs> don't get the advantage to play with amazing coaches. And in any basketball, whether you're in the, in the league or you're in college, fit is everything. And he's been able to experience two Hall of Fame coaches. What do you know? And did he ever tell you um, much about them? Well, he didn't want to play for Coach Hurley his freshman year. You know, we were he had um, an AAU team, the players in Patterson, and he had teammates in Patterson. So we settled. Um, I settled. I guess he wanted to go to Patterson Catholic. It, logistically, it was awful for me because I had to drive like 20 miles every morning to get him to go to school. Um, <laughs> however, um, he lost one game while playing for Patterson Catholic, and it was to St. Anthony's. And I think that kind of, um, it, it lit a fire in him, you know, and to get a chance to play for Coach Hurley and to win a mythical national championship with Coach Hurley, it, it, it meant everything. It set Kyle up for the next platform. Um, it's not only Coach Hurley, though. It's, it was the whole Hurley family, the whole St. Anthony's organization. It was just a wonderful experience for all of us. And um, I'm truly grateful for everything that he learned in St. Anthony's on the court, off the court. They're, they're just really, really wonderful people. I'm sorry that the school closed. However, you know, the years, the two years that Kyle was there, it was just a wonderful experience. 
And then he goes to the team that he wanted to play for, ends up <laughs> drafting him, and he's playing for a legendary Coach Pop. Um, obviously, they were sad to see him go to Memphis, but what was his time like in San Antonio and, and playing with, um, with Coach I don't think he could have went to a better team that was going to develop him to the player that he is today. Coach Pop had a lot of respect for his IQ. Um, it's funny because, you know, you can see the tape where Coach Pop may or may not have cursed at him. But Coach Pop knew, you know, Kyle, Kyle knew his plays and Kyle, Kyle had the IQ um, coming out of the Spurs. And that was all because of Coach Pop and his his whole organization. It, it was really, really uh, – you know, like a, a great team for him to develop. That's amazing. Uh, I have one more question for you, Suzanne, and then one for you, Wendy. Um, Suzanne, the 2014 NBA draft, three UCL, UCLA players drafted in the first round, Jordan Adams, Zach Levine, and your son. How special was that UCLA team? They obviously Um, that was probably the second most exciting day of my life, um, you know, to get to play a great team like Arizona, who had the um, the Pac-12 player of the year on the team. And to be in Las Vegas with all those Arizona fans, you know, I didn't even know what bear down meant, but now I do. Um, it was it was it was an awesome it was an awesome experience. Um, Jordan hit the big money shot, which probably um, as the Grizzlies guys say you know nail hammer we're done um it was it was it was wonderful it was it was such a great experience zach you know we'll see him tonight in chicago um three draft picks from ucla i mean the legends continue it's unbelievable and obviously zach is doing his thing and and kyle is as well so appreciate your time suzanne and my next question for you wendy now that you're a Toronto Raptor mom, you know, you're settling into the role. What is the um, welcoming being like for you? Obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen it over the last few days, but um, has it slowed down? What is it, what is it like? Give, give, us a, give us your opinion. Well, since Kim's become a, a Raptor, let me tell you, I think every Canadian has reached out to me, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's so proud. Um, and then, of course, I had a lot of moms that reached out to me because we understand what it's like when your child is away from one team, wants to leave a team, and then find another one which is more suitable for them. So for me, I've spoken to quite a few people about that, um, whether it be media, whether it be friends, family, anybody, fans. Um, I got to meet a lot of fans, um, a lot of Raptors fans, a lot of Magic fans said bye. And, of course, they'll continue to love on Cam moving forward. Um, it also helped uh, people understand more about Courtside Moms and this wonderful platform that we're all on right now um, that's giving everybody the ability to understand players for who they really are through a mother's lens, of course. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, thank you for those answers. Uh, we'll have Wayne next. Hey, thank you, Scott. Same, uh, I had a question for Miss Suzanne and Miss Wendy. First to Miss Suzanne, um, can you tell us what do you do on a on a day to day or weekly basis of uh, just self care? How do you take care of Miss uh, Suzanne? I'm not sitting on the couch. If that's what you're, in. no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm a runner and um, I'm actually in a race to get to 500 miles. Um, it started January 1st okay. and I'm at 462. Does that give you any indication? Yes, ma'am. I do 10 miles every I... morning at 6 a.m. So I'm proud of you. Okay. Proud of you. Okay. So, so I'm out at 5 a.m. Um, I drive everyone in my family crazy because they're always, you know, not wishing anything bad for me, but I guess concerned for my welfare when I'm out running. I never tell anyone where I'm actually running. And um, I do Pilates. Um, I used to do it in a studio, but I'm forced to do it on Zoom now. And, you know, I just, I do things that I wanted to do when I probably didn't have the finances and, you know, there were tournaments and Kyle's the youngest of five children. So there was softball games and track meets and uh, football games and all over the country. So I kind of felt like, you know, when I got into my sixties, you know, I would probably be sitting back, taking it easy, being adorned. And no, I decided to do a 500 mile race. So that's me. That's good. I, I just just wanted to say, uh, I always see your son smiling on the court, so that's a testament to how you raised that young man. Thank and, uh, you. Thank you for uh, bringing a gift like Kyle to the world. Miss Wendy, since the last time we spoke, what self-care thing did you do for the <laughs> well, I need to know. Of course. What's good, Wayne? How are you feeling good? It's always a pleasure, Miss Wendy, I'm for real. Good. You know that. I'm good. So this week was quite the week for me with uh, Kim's transition to the Raptors. So I did need to find that little time for Wendy. And I actually took a walk every day this week by the, the waterfront that we have here. Beautiful. And I just sat there and just cleared my head, gave myself time to reflect and just really think about where Kim is now, where I'm at now, you know what I mean? Just think about the family and then it gave me peace. And then I was able just to think of what I wanted to write, what I want to research for my shows. And for me, it's been such a, such a wonderful week. So thank you for asking Wayne. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, uh, at the minimum, I always ask you that, but I'm proud of y'all again. Thank you for your time. Ms. Suzanne. We really thank appreciate you. it. Keep up the good work, everybody. Thank, thank you, you, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. We always appreciate you coming up. Um, I will let uh, Jason up after Sean. Sean, what's going on, man? Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for having me up and the the chance to uh, talk with Miss Suzanne. Miss Suzanne, how are you, ma'am? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I uh, am a a big-time Grizzlies fan. I host Locked on Grizzlies, and I have... uh, I've been blessed with the chance to talk with the team and, and especially your son um, over the, uh, the the past uh, several months, and he is an absolute delight. Um, now, I just wanted to, to ask you um, the question. Um, Kyle's game, obviously the nickname Slow-Mo, comes from the fact that, you know, it's so much fun to watch him play because, you know, when it comes to his play, the intelligence and the instinct really stand out with how productive he is just has he kind of had that approach in all walks of his life? Did he develop that early on as an athlete? What do you think has stood out about his overall play as an athlete that, you know, just makes his intelligence, his approach to the game, you know, he he just really seems to be very good at processing things and his intelligence stands out. Has that always been the case no matter what he's taken on when it comes well, to, you know, as 
Well, with basketball, he had to be crafty. You know, he wasn't, he most likely wasn't going to be the most athletic person on the court. So he had to be crafty. His dad would make him play up. Um, so he, a lot of times was playing against teams that were four or five years older than him. And he had to, he had to do, you know, remarkable things as a point guard just to be able to get playing time. And I think that emulates throughout his life. You know, what can I do to be better? How can I outsmart my opponent? You know, can we do this? Can we, and again, I think it's his personality. It, it has a lot to do with, you know, how he, how he foresees things. Well, it, it certainly stands out. He's an absolute delight to talk to. You can tell family is big to him, and that's a compliment um, to his parents. So uh, thank you for the impact that you've had on him. He's certainly been a blessing to the city of Memphis and the Grizzlies. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks for the question, Sean. We always appreciate having you up. Um, if anybody has questions, just request to speak. Um, Chris, we'll get your question next. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Um, Suzanne, so nice to talk to you and get a chance to, to learn about you and Kyle. Um, my question for you is, you know, at what point during, you know, Kyle growing up and, and getting better and better at basketball, at what point did you start to maybe entertain the idea of him going pro? And then what was that conversation like of, okay, this could become a reality, you know, there's a, there's a chance to, to accomplish something? If you're looking for some magic moment, there wasn't. You know, I tried to have the um, the parent conversation where, what happens if this basketball thing doesn't work out? And I clearly remember getting the glare <laughs> from him in the car and him saying, what do you think I'm going to be a science teacher? And I said, Oh, well, that's not what I was prepared for. <laughs> I thought this was going to be deeper. And I kind of, I, 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 I remember that day just saying, you know, I'm going to believe in him and I'm going to give him all the tools, whatever he needs to to make this come true i you know i just went 120 percent with it and this was like a dream of his like going back like like really young as a kid or was this something that he thought no, about? it was it was um it was really young i remember yeah. him being so excited at the um we went to see michael jordan play the knicks and he was four and he stood on his dad's knees the entire game and like this, this was it. Like this is what he wanted to do. And of course, so many, so many athletes, you know, say, you know, that they were going to play professional sports. But um, I think his dad being a high school basketball coach and the cities that we lived in gave us the opportunity to have a really, really two good, really, really AU teams in the AAU teams and the players on Long Island Lightning. You know, he, he was he was very blessed to have everything going for him. Awesome. And my second question, and then I'll, I'll pass it back to Scott is whenever, he, uh, you know, Kyle gets to the league and starts to, to really kind of become his own man and all that stuff. How did you see your relationship with him change kind of over the course of, you know, he goes to San Antonio and, and then now to this point where he's. Well, I followed him to San Antonio to help him get established in the town and, you know, get, established in the NBA. And then um, it was time for me to come back home. And Kyle is the youngest of five. And there were grandchildren being born at the time. And um, I, my, I'm, I was fortunate at the time to have both my parents alive. So there were a lot of things that were um, happening. And I was fortunate to have um, Kyle in the NBA 
to make everyone's lives easier. So even though I was sad to leave him, I was very happy to be back home. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, thanks, Chris. Miss Suzanne, how are you doing today? Good, Daniel. How are you? I couldn't together. Just finally got my uh, Christian chicken. Uh, they uh, took oh, it a while. Oh, nice. I love the food in Memphis. Ah, it is good. It's good. Chick-fil-A is always the best. But I do have two questions. So um, so we love Kyle here. Uh, he, he's one of our now vets, which is probably weird hearing, uh, you know, that to a mom. Uh, but the main thing is I want to find out is, you know, how like what sets Kyle apart as a basketball player, professional basketball player, but also how do you think the way his style of game is, the slow-mo style, how do you think that actually affects him long-term? Because he could have a really long career with just the style. Again, he's not the most athletic um, player on the court, but I think his body has been extremely generous to him other than the, um, the shoulder injury that he suffered. Um, I think his knees, you know, hopefully are going to be good to him over the next few years. And um, I think he's developed as a basketball player and it's, it's almost like he has a, a you know, like a, a long career ahead of him. Yeah, I agree. I think he is uh, somebody who people, when he first got with the Grizzlies and they got John Morant, he was a player that people kind of shunned to the side because he doesn't run the floor as fast. Uh, right. but, I, but I feel like you don't want to have a 10 John Morants on a team because, yes, that would be a good team. There's no flavor to it. There's, a, there's no kind of, um, I guess, difference at all. And so you have too much of the same. I think what Kyle brings is a player who actually can give you a lot of the things that most other NBA players don't do, and that's what sets them apart. Uh, for sure. But do you see, you know, in your son, what makes him as good of an NBA player he is outside of, you know, being healthy and just being consistent? Is there something that you see in your Kyle that just said? I think he settles the team really well. You know, I think when um, things are not going right or, you know, it's um, unfortunately like the, the loss the other night, I think he, he's able to settle everyone down and, and put everything into perspective. And, you know, to try to win calmly instead of um, erratically. I love that. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Hey, Daniel, thanks for the question. We appreciate it. We'll get Josh up next. Hey, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, guys, how are we doing? Uh, Suzanne, Wendy, pleasure to speak to you. Uh, My question is actually for both of you. And as a parent, uh, my kids are still young, but I know already I'm going to be worrying about their finances and the decisions they're making. Uh, how much of that did you kind of instill? Because we're not talking about a 40-hour-a-week job. We're talking about MBA, uh, MBA jobs and uh, and salaries to go with it. How much did you kind of instill to them um, on, on taking care of their finances and making sure that they're, uh, you know, tucking money away and making smart financial decisions um, once they got these, you know, big checks? Wendy, do you want me to answer first? Sure, go ahead. So, you know, we're, we're a middle-class family. Um, you know, his dad was an educator. I worked um, in investment. And Kyle 
never really had a lot of money as a child. He never really was without money, but he never really had a lot of money. And those lessons that we all learned together as a family, I think carry him into his MBA career. Um, don't spend what you don't have. Um, you know, definitely try to keep a budget and plan for the long term. Buy property, don't rent. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't really have a, a crystal ball in front of me, but I do know that, you know, like fundamentally, I think that my son is really good with money because of the mentors that he's been surrounded by while he's been in the NBA. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge always had some, you know, some really, really sound advice for him when Kyle was with the Spurs. And I always appreciate advice from people that have been in that position. For me, actually, this is such a great question. Um, Kem never went without money, but at the same time, we didn't have a lot. So um, we taught him to learn to invest, plan what you're going to do with your money, because at the end of the day, your career is only going to go so long. You have to learn how to stretch out your your money, um, make smart business decisions. So Kem is in a good situation right now that he has such a great financial consultant that's helping him with all that. So he keeps him in line. He keeps him budgeted. He says, you know what, Kem, this is what you have now, and this is going to stretch out for X amount of years just in case. So let's make sure that you're not blowing your money on unnecessary things. And actually, Kem isn't that type of person that would blow his money on anything anyway. Um, so all those things that we instilled in him as a child is things that he just continues to do. So it, it, mm -hmm. it's a blessing because he's not that player that just goes out and buys like all these cars and houses and stuff like that. When Kem buys a house, it's because he's going to buy it, flip it, make money off of it, and then continuously do it just to keep revenue in his family. No, I, I apologize. I'm not too familiar with um, both of these players and if they graduated college or not or left early for the NBA, I know that's definitely a trend when the money's there and you don't know what's going to happen the next year at college or anything like that. It, it's, it's smart financially to, to make that jump. But um, if they did not go the full four years and graduate, how much uh, have emphasis have you put on to them to, you know, whether it's taking summer classes or when their career is over to go back to school and, and finish their education to be able to make sure that even if, you know, um, basketball, they're not, you know, 12 year starters or 15 year players or whatnot. And the money's not rolling. They still have something to fall back on, um, as a profession, uh, later down. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of see the trend coming, um, you know, like after this work from home and, um, such a high unemployment rate that people are being pretty, um, pretty, I'll say, I don't want to put myself on the spot here. Um, I think they're, they're coming up with really, really good ways to earn money. And I think that, um, you know, if you have money in the bank and, you know, you have the opportunity to go back to school, whether online or, you know, however you want to attend classes, that's one thing. But there's also smart investment decisions and, you know, really, really good money advisors out there to, to carry my son and his his family through Wendy we can hear you now Suzanne yes okay. I can hear you continue oh I'm sorry no worries um, 
yeah, so I, I just believe, you know, whether Kyle decides to go back to school, I'm, I'm not sure if you heard that part. If he decides to, you know, to attend um, the universities or, you know, go online or whatever, you know, I, I believe that his smart decisions are going to carry him through. Um, for Cam, it's the same thing. Um, I remember when they did the rookie transition, um, they did talk to the to the players that were there about going back to school at one point because Cam did not graduate from UNLV as he left um, in 2014. Um, so he was all for going back to school. Um, and I think he will at one point. However, speaking to what uh, Suzanne just said, it's nowadays the players are being taught how to make smart decisions where they can invest their money um, and prolong their investments so that this will keep them for the rest of their lives. So he might not necessarily have to go back to school. And I think if he does, it's more just to have that degree and graduate from something and not to really have something to fall back on. Because I think what he studied in school versus what he wants to do in his future is different. Right. Definitely. Gotcha. Thank you guys so much for, for your time and, and the thoughtful answer to your questions. Um, tell your kids best of luck from me and uh, we'll talk to you soon on here again, I'm sure. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Josh. you. Appreciate it. Just for anybody that's listening in, um, Suzanne's episode will release on Wednesday and that's a uh, courtside moms wherever you find your podcast. So, We'll go for that. And I think Kurt has one more question, and then we'll let Suzanne. Thank you, Scott. Just last question before I forget. Suzanne, who were some of um, Kyle's idols that he looked up to Looked up to um, when he was coming in? Definitely Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was definitely one of his big idols. Um, he had a lot of them. Um, the only reason I ask is because I saw – he um, on his Instagram, he posted a picture of him guarding Kobe and him being on the sidelines with Kobe. He had two great, amazing Hall of Fame coaches, but he also played with a legend. So, um, just one. Allen Iverson was another one. Um, you know, Kyle was in that era. You know, like right, I guess right after Michael Jordan. So he never really. I don't think he ever really appreciated Michael Jordan, but he would probably be mad at me if I said that. Uh, so. I mean, definitely to be, you know, with the Spurs after they had just won in, uh, the championship the year before, I, I think every single person on that team was an idol for him. Thank you. Okay, so that's it. Um, we'll, let, we'll let you go, Suzanne. We've already taken, what, was that two hours of your time? So <laughs> we appreciate you coming on and um, sharing your story and your journey with Kyle. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure Wendy also feels the same way and the whole title league team and the courtside moms team. Of course. Thank you, Suzanne. You were fantastic. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you guys um, asking me to be on the show. It was wonderful. And again, like I said, tell your story. Everyone has a story. Tell it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for coming thank on Courtside you. Moms. So Wednesday, everybody, Wednesday, you can hear the full episode with Suzanne. She's got a lot of great stories and You don't want to miss it. So we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.